0: Tribal Trails, Tribal Trails The Son of God, he is near He chose to walk with us These Tribal Trails
1: tribal Hello, it's good that you've turned to travel Trails. Today, we'll continue our visit with Bill and Lena Sinclair from Edmonton. On a previous program, Bill shared with us his life's journey with the Lord. Today, it is Lena's turn to tell us her story. If you've missed the first program, you can watch it on Tribal Trail's website or ask us for a DVD of their interview. Lena is a Navajo from the United States. She was born and raised in Shiprock, New Mexico.
2: I was born in a hogan, I believe. It's around, made out of mud, you know, dirt. Later on, we also had a, uh, something like a cabin, okay. but the roof was a lumber, and the round outside was made out of mud, so. So it, it kept us warm, winter, Summertime, it's nice and cool, the same way with the Hogan, it was like that. The only thing is, problems with the lizards or things like that. (laughs) Okay, (laughs)
1: that's a little different. I guess, yeah, that would be a little different for us up here anyway. So anyways, so how was it like um, with you uh, living, um, being raised up over there?
2: Well, it wasn't on on the reservations. My dad had a 10 acres of land farm, so we had animals like sheep, horses, dogs, or chicken, name it. And then um, my dad grew a lot of different kinds of veggies, fruit trees, so my mom was able to can, make dry food. That's where I grew up, so. It was, to me, it wasn't really that hard,
3: What mighty praise, O God, belongs to you in Zion? You take care of the earth and water it, making it rich and fertile. The river of God has plenty of water. It provides a bountiful harvest of grain, for you have ordered it so. You drench the plowed ground with rain, melting the clods and leveling the ridges. You soften the earth with showers and bless its abundant crops.
1: And So, um, did they know about the Lord?
2: Yeah, I remember there was uh, two ladies used to come. She was a white lady and um, a Navajo. I was just a little girl. I believe they came from Christian reform and she come and visit, but I didn't really listen to her. I was just playing around. She'll mostly talk to my mom. So my mom went to Christian reform. Um, Later on, my sister and I, we went to Catholic church, but I never heard the gospel like Jesus died for you and all that, and so I don't know why I went there. Mm -hmm. I I remember we went Easter and Christmas probably just for candies. (laughs) Anyway, we come home and that's about it. But probably close to 13 years old, our oldest brother used to drink a lot. Mm. And it wasn't really a good life, you know. Sometimes he'll get upset with us and all that. I think he had really uh, had problems with it, so he heard the gospel one Sunday. It was from the Assemblies of God. A man from there, and he shared the gospel with him, that's where he accepted the Lord. So so he started going with my next older brother. And then my sister and I, we wanted to go with him, so we started going. So that's where we really heard the gospel. So I accepted the Lord close to 13 years old. And we thought that was something else. I guess it's just like, wow, you know, Mm -hmm. because we were with the young people, we seen, shared our testimony, and just traveled to different uh, areas, to church, and we just had a good time. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Sing praises to the Lord who reigns in Jerusalem. Tell the world about his unforgettable deeds.
2: It was rough going to high school, and I turned away from the Lord somewhere in my adult years. I started drinking. It took me about 10 years living like that. My first husband, we were married only for five years. It wasn't much of a marriage. He was always aware and away, and I had my son with me all the time, and. It was not a good story later on. I met this Hopi man, and I said, you know, I said, I, I don't drink and all that. So he invited me out after work. He couldn't give up on me, so I finally said, okay. To me, going out was like, going out was like, like going out for a dinner. And, and then he drives up to this window, I said, where are we? And he told me that was uh, a bar and where you get the beer and stuff like that. And he looked at me funny. He said, you mean you don't know? I said, no. I said, what did I tell you? I said, what kind of a lifestyle I was living. So that was the beginning of my drinking. And it took me not 10 years drinking like that and until one day, I was sitting there in the living room and he was hopping around, hurt his ankle. I had my little baby only about three months. And I sat there and they were arguing and I just sat there and thinking, this is not the life. That I wanted to live when I was a teenager. I want to walk with the Lord and I wanted to serve Him. I want to go out and just live for the Lord. That's what I wanted. That was my heart's desire. I said, this is it.
3: King David cried out to the Lord, O Lord, don't rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your rage. Have compassion on me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. I am sick at heart. How long, O Lord, until you restore me? Return, O Lord, and rescue me. Save me because of your unfailing love.
2: So I remember I just told him, I said, I want you all to just shut up and go. I said, leave. And one of the ladies said, I'll come back this afternoon. I said, no. I said, my mom, my sisters, my brother, they're coming. I said, they don't like it. That day, my ex-husband was still drinking. And um, that night I thought, well, I might go to church tomorrow. And my daughter, her and her brother, they went to this, I guess you know what Awana is, and they were going there. So she was over at her friend's house, and I went and picked her up and said, Michelle, I said, you want to go to church? Yeah, Mom. She got so excited, and so we came home. We got ready, and we went to church with my little baby. and My other son was down with my mom and dad—I mean, my mom's place down at the farm. And I was living in Farmington, New Mexico at the time. And I didn't do it that Sunday. And then Wednesday, I went to see one of my friend. And for some reason, I didn't talk to her. So I went to my other girlfriend. And finally I told her, and she said, okay, she said, if you really mean it, let's go to church Wednesday night. So we went to church that night my daughter, and we sat in the back. I hardly remember what the preacher was preaching about. He made a altar call and he said, I know tonight there's somebody up there. He said, I don't know, maybe my friend told, her, told him about it. So I thought, shall I go or not? Next thing I knew, I was walking down <laughs> and my daughter was just right behind me. And he prayed with me, and oh, that was something. It's just all that burden that was within me, that I carried, left it.
1: I believe some of you could identify with Lena. You have a burden in your heart, and you find it hard to carry it by yourself. You need help. I have good news for you. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Here the Savior invites you to come to him and let him help you. Besides, his invitation comes with a promise, a promise of peace. That's exactly what we need in a time of trouble. So, turn to him today. If you need further assistance, call us. We'd love to hear from you.
0: Days are filled with sorrow and care. Hearts are lonely and drear. Burdens Dreams are lifted at, at Calvary. 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 On Jesus today, leave your worry and fear. Burdens are lifted lifted at Calvary. Calvary, Calvary, Calvary. Burdens are lifted at.
2: I started to read the, my Bible, and I come to Proverbs 26, I believe, that it talks about where it says that as a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. I remember just growing up on the farm, I would, we have dogs, so I've seen a dog eat something and go back and eat the vomit. And I thought, oh, yucky, you know. That's terrible. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go back to drinking and do the same thing. So I prayed. I said, Lord, I don't ever want to go back. Keep me strong. Keep my eyes on you.
3: The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God.
2: By that time, I was married to my second, and um, and he started going to church also, and then he wanted to go to Bible college. I couldn't believe it. I said, "What?" I thought We just moved into a house, and he said, "We gotta go." So we moved. It was very hard. My mom had a health problem. My sister too, and. And there was an argument. I was really sad, but we moved to Flagstaff. I didn't want to be enrolled there, but the director said, you're gonna to have to. He said, he, they need it, he said, on the Hopi reservation. I said, me? He said, okay, okay, so I did, and we went there. My first year was good. We were going out and doing the ministry. Second year, there's something wrong again. My marriage just went down again. So by the end of that semester he left us again with someone else and I said, Lord, I said, why is this happening? And we were dismissed. I talked to my teachers, they said, why am I the one that have to go? I said, I'm not the one that did. So they had a Meeting and they let me come back to Bible school there to finish. I remember that, and I finished all my works and turned in, and I had to graduate, got two-year certificate. And I said, I didn't come here to get a two-year certificate. I said, I left home. I sacrificed, I said. My mom was like this, and my sister, here I am. I said, I want to finish it the rest of the two years. And they said, I went to um, the school board, one of the, the top one.
1: Yeah.
2: And um, he said, okay, we're going to have a meeting, uh, I'll bring it up. So I remember I was in California with the youth, the kids on their camp, and I came back Sunday, I ran into him his wife, the school director and from IBC Indian Bible College and he said, did the guy call you? I said, no, what is it? It's the good news. I'll let him talk to you. So I went back to the, to the Hopi Reservation. That's where I was doing the ministry, so. And I remember I was doing, I was cooking, making fried bread. <laughs> and I got a call And he said, i got good news for you. I said, what? He said, you're accepted back to come back and finish. Boy, I was so happy and praising the Lord, and I was just stopping around and...
3: King David said, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire, He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord.
2: So I went back, but he told me, he said, there's one thing, he said, you got to live off the campus. Oh, it was hard. Took me a lot of tears with my kids. Oh, I one going to high school. One is just little and six, five years old. One in the, going to middle school and just struggle. I cried, Lord help me. I can't do it on my own. But the Lord was always opening the right door. And there's a place to stay, and we stayed there. And then my last year, senior year, the same way. But we got a place. Like I said, the Lord was just so good to me.
0: Troubled soul, the Savior can see. Every- heartache and tears burdens are lifted at calvary 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 burdens are lifted at calvary jesus is very near Calvary. 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 Calvary, Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is very
2: near. And I even got a job at the campground. I I could have been a teacher, but I didn't. My boss said, I want you to work for me, you know, you're doing a good job and all that, and, and there used to be uh, a conference there in Flagstaff every summer, and all these people that come from different places, they come here, they want to relax, they want to rest, and they want to do this. And my girlfriend and I were the only two, were the two ladies that graduated from Bible College. But we still went to the reservation, we teach the school. Her and I, we went to jail or, uh, what do you call it, um, where they feed the homeless people and all that.
4: The gospel. Yeah,
2: the gospel mission there. And we, she she played guitar and, you know, so we sang, we share, and we still continue to do that. And then, so that's how the Lord helped me and, Moved back to Farmington. Didn't last for a year.
3: The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives.
2: My kids weren't happy. And of course, my oldest one was in the military by that time. And he said, Mom, I think it's best you go back. So we moved back. And how did I meet my husband? That's where I met him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He was going to Bible college, I guess. That was his... I remember I was sitting in a church and there was a man that came in and I'd look at the foot and, wow, he's tall. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I met him. <laughs> so we're here today.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: From what I recall is that you know, I'd see her coming to the Bible college every now and then, and uh, we'd have uh, we'd have our prayer time there, chapel time. Uh, I think it was every 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 morning, and I noticed that there was other people that weren't part of the student uh, role, and so uh, you know they would come there and and uh, sing with it, sing along with us, you know, and whoever was sharing at the time, you know, so. And then eventually, uh, you know, got to, got to meet her, you know. It was uh, probably close to a year, and we started going together, you know. May 14th in 93, we got married.
3: Before his ascension, Jesus said to his disciples, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth.
4: When I graduated from Indian Bible College, they took us down to, uh, there was an opening to go to Peru, and I went to ministry down there for for, uh, a month other Native people, you know, mm-hmm. some Navajos, and it was an uh, Apache family that went with us. And, uh, and then there was, uh, I think about a dozen Koreans, South Koreans, and so we stayed up there for, among the, among the uh, Peruvians, you know, and so we did the uh, ministry for there for a month, and even back then in 1994, when I graduated, there was a lot of native people in Edmonton because the reservations are so close to Edmonton. So we came to Edmonton and it didn't work out, you know, and the, with the native, native church at that time was, was uh, Pastor Jasperson. He's gone now to be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. We went to Cornell, that's in British Columbia, mm-hmm. and that's where Wally was. And so he says, Yeah, you can help out here, Bill, you know. And we stayed at their place. And uh
2: Camloops.
4: Camloops. What what did I say? Cornell. Cornel. Okay, yeah. Okay, Kamloops, yeah. And uh anyway, uh they were going on furlough that that uh that year and uh so he said, Bill, he said he could just take over the ministry here. You know, do visitation, you know, do the messages on Sunday. You know, this is where they meet. This is where we meet. And uh, these, you know, these people here. And to make a long story short, Wally got back, and uh, he he took our ministry back. And then, yeah. So we only stayed in uh, Kamloops for about a year, and uh, and then we went down to the states."
1: In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul gave another job title to those people who witness for Christ. He said, And God has given us this task of reconciling people to Him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, And He gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making His appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, Come back to God, for God made Christ, who never sinned to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. That's good news. It gives us hope to people who are lost in sin. No wonder our guests, as the ambassadors of Christ, work hard to pass the message out. In the past, they traveled to various places in the States and Canada to call people back to God. How about you? Are you walking with Jesus Christ today? If you want to talk to somebody about that, give us a call. We're glad to share what's in your heart. Bill and Lena moved back to Alberta in 2018. Bill explains why.
4: Because there's so many Crees in Edmonton here, I mean... Oh man, there's thousands, they're just all over. Because the reservations are so close to Edmonton. I just think about here in Edmonton, you know, there's just, there's there's my ministry here. And, uh, but wherever I go, it doesn't matter where I go, there's always a ministry. There's always somebody out there that needs to hear the gospel message, Mm -hmm. you know, and what God is doing in my life, I can share with other people, you know. Oh
5: no, don't get me. Doing well, and when you've reached your home in heaven up on high, you'll see that it was worth it to give of your life. For there are people who are lost and you show them the way and your reward. To go and tell. Carry on For lost souls Carry on The gospel Don't get weary In doing well Carry on Carry on My brother Carry on for the Lord.